welcome to the True Tabernacle podcast channel. We hope that you find encouragement and inspiration during one of our sermons, discussions, or interviews. For more information regarding our faith community, connect with us on Facebook at our True Tabernacle page. And while you're at it, hit subscribe to this channel to stay connected. tired, but hey, it's the 1st of January 2023. It's a new year. It's a new day. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Amen. It's a fresh start for some. Amen. God is so good. And, uh, I don't know about most of you, but you get down close to, I like the holidays. I like the Thanksgiving and Christmas and all that. But I also like the fact that it gives me a chance to go back and reflect, you know, and start looking at, okay, the way things was in the past year. And uh, I'm so thankful for the Lord. Amen. I'm thankful for the church. Uh, made a joke last night down there at the tables. We was eating them little sandwiches. Brother Kent was here, and he was asking. I forgot that his dog had passed away. And he brought it up, and I jokingly said, man, I must have been hungover when we talked about that. You know, uh, talking about the time, the way the conversation was going. But I'm so thankful that for 20-some years, I have been able to wake up on Sunday morning and be sober. Amen. I'm so thankful that God takes those desires away. Amen. The only drunk we're doing is drunk in the spirit. Amen. The only drunk you can have. Amen. And to be honest with you, we're not as drunk as we're supposed to be. Amen. God wants us to be drunk in the spirit at all times. Amen. One thing I've been excited about this year, we set out to study. I would encourage anybody to find a a subject or a topic to study. I set out in January to study the church. And it has been very powerful to understand the church and who the church is and what the church is. Amen. And the foundation of the church. You know, and I've been sharing with you about, you know, this modern day book of Acts church. Brother Bobby did a beautiful job last night in referencing the church. Amen. But we are the body of Christ. Amen. And the I'm going to continue that route this morning. Amen. Coming out from Matthew, the 16th chapter, verses 17 and 18. It has been very revelatory for me in my study. So I would encourage anybody to study the church, study people in the church. You know, find, find, study out Paul. You know, go back, look at the beginning to go from there. You know, look at the church, the origins and all that. It's, it will change your life. Amen. It's a, For Christmas, Rex and Amanda got me two books, one from James Little, you know, it's entitled uh, More Like Him, and uh, I'm excited to get into that, and then the other book they got me, uh, Eugene Wilson, you know, The Difference Maker, amen, I want to be more like him because he is the difference maker, amen, he's changed my life, amen, like to encourage somebody this morning with with that, you know, to be more like Jesus. But the word of the Lord, amen, 
In Matthew, the 16th chapter, verse 17 and 18, says this, And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Amen. If we could put our Bibles down, lift up our hands, and ask the Lord to bless this. Let's continue to pray for Pastor Tyler and all those that are sick. Amen. Starting the year out. Amen. We just want the Lord to bless them and heal them. Lord, we love and we praise you, Lord, and thank you, Lord, for a desire to be here, Lord, to come into your house, Lord, to hear your word, Lord, to bask in your presence, Lord, as we lifted you up in praise and worship, Lord. You've inhabited the praises of your people. Lord, I just pray, Lord, that you open up every ear to hear, Lord, and every eye to see, and every mind to understand, Lord, and every heart to receive it, Lord, and with understanding, with knowledge, Lord, in growth with you, Lord. I just pray, Lord, that you touch and move and minister in a mighty way, Lord. We know that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God, Lord. But I pray, Lord, that we'll just not be hearers, Lord, but we'll be doers also, Lord, as we'll take your word, we'll apply it to our life, Lord, that we'll make 2023 a year, Lord, that we give ourselves wholly and fully and more to you, Lord, as we seek, Lord Jesus, to have a stronger relationship with you, Lord Jesus. Having our view fixed on heaven, Lord Jesus, and knowing that's only going to come through our relationship with you, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you bless all those in attendance, Lord, and all those that are hearing. Lord, we're by the way of the net, Lord. We just give you honor and glory. And in Jesus' name we pray and let everybody say amen. 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 God, it's good. You can be seated. Smile at your neighbor. Last night, there were a lot of gatherings. This morning, there's a lot of gatherings. Amen. From Times Square in New York to the largest ballrooms in California, people gathered last night and celebrated the coming of a new year. Many different gatherings in a myriad of different places. But I want you to know there's no gathering of people quite like this one. Amen. Amen. This is the church. Amen. There's no other group quite like this church. Amen. There's nothing like this. Amen. Nothing in the world compares to the church. We are the redeemed, and we've been washed in the blood of Jesus, amen. Like no other people on the face of this planet, amen, we've got a reason to celebrate today, amen, because we ain't who we used to be. God has brought us up out of the miry clay, up out of that pit, amen. The old things have passed away, the whole things become new, amen. We've got a reason to lift up our voice and shout with a voice of triumph this morning, amen. Hallelujah. We are the people of the name. We're one God. We're apostolic. Amen. We're sanctified. We're a holiness people. We are a separated people. Amen. We are the people of Jesus Christ. Amen. We are the church. We are the church and there's nothing like this church in this world. Amen. As the old year fades and the new year dawns, we tend to reminisce of what has happened in the past year and what we want to happen in the coming year. Amen. I look back at 2022 and I realize that in this year, I've gained a new respect and appreciation for what it means to be a part of the church. Amen. 
a new meaning for the church. Amen. We're just not the church. Amen. We are body of Christ. We are the bride of Christ. Amen. In times of tragedy and moments of heartache, nothing has been as comforting to me as the fellowship of God's people. Amen. Nothing has been more important to me than to know that I can step in the presence of God. Amen. And feel His presence. Amen. And get a word from Him. Amen. This isn't just a social club. This isn't just a political action plaque. Amen. It isn't some civic-minded organization. This is the church. Amen. It's the church. This is a living, breathing organism. Amen. This is the body of Christ in this world. We are the church. Amen. I know I may sound like a broke record here the last couple months, but we are the church. Amen. Brother Bobby hit on it last night a little bit. I want to remind you, this building's not going up in the rapture. Amen. Only the redeemed are going up in the rapture. Those who have repented, been baptized in Jesus' name, and filled with His Spirit, and are continuing fed, steadfast in the apostles' doctrine, are going up in the rapture. You are the church. It's us as a church. Collectively, together, we are the body of Christ, the bride of Christ. Amen. But it's the church. We are the church. Amen. We are the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Your family tree may not be the same as mine. Your skin color might not be might not match mine. Amen. Your heritage may not be may be different than mine. But we are family. Amen. We've been washed in the same blood. We have the same name spoken over us in baptism. Amen. We are the church. The Holy Ghost is what binds us together. Amen. And it takes men and women from different backgrounds, with different levels of education, different ethnicities, from completely different worldviews, and binds us together into one body. We are the church. Amen. This church is a unique thing. It is a mystery of the ages. It is a concept that is unique in the dispensation of time. The prophets of the Old Testament were never permitted to see this glorious thing called the church. Amen. The patriarchs never were allowed to grasp such an incredible concept. The poets, the writers, the kings and scribes, none of the family of God in the Old Testament had the revelation of the church. It isn't introduced in Genesis, amen. Well, you don't find it in the books of the law. It isn't described in the lyrical prowess of the poets and the prophets, though they saw glimpses and understood in part, they never fully realized what they were saying when they prophesied that God would take a people that were not a people and make them his people. Amen. That God would take a bride for himself, a church composed of both Jews and Gentiles, both bond and free, both black and white, both rich and poor, a group of people who could never be united by any other means would find a common faith and amazing salvation in the precious blood of the Lamb. Amen. And God would take that group of people and mold it and make it into his church. Amen. His body on this earth, his hands and his feet, his voice is calling to this lost generation. We are the church. And I'm so glad this morning that I belong to the church. Amen. We are family. 
We are going to have our differences. All families have differences. Amen. We're not always going to see things the same way. We're going to have some disagreements. But we're bonded by the blood. We're bonded by the Holy Ghost. Amen. And there's nothing that we can't work through. There's nothing that we can't settle by just sitting down and talking about it. Amen. We're going to have our differences, but we're bonded. It's just like brothers and sisters. We fight. We argue and all that. But you come against my brother and see what happens. Amen. It's going to be a wrath like you've never felt. Amen. You don't mess with my brothers. You don't mess with my sisters. We're family. We don't always have to get along, but I've always got your back. Amen. That's what a family does. We are the church. We are the church. Our text this morning is very important because this is the first time in Scripture that the concept of the church is introduced. Nowhere before Matthew 16 does God choose to enlighten men about his great plan that is embodied in this church. This is very important. Amen. If you ever study the principles that govern biblical and doctrinal interpretations, you will learn that one of the governing principles in the, is the law of first mention. The law of first mention. Amen. Without getting too complex, let me define the law of first mention to you. It is the rule that says that if you want to understand a doctrine or a principle or a scripture, then you must go to the place in the word of God where it is first mentioned for the first time and study that first occurrence because that is where you will find the fundamental inherent meaning. Amen. The meaning introduced in that first mention in Scripture is a common theme that will, will resound through all future mentions of the principles and doctrine. Amen. If you want the heart of the doctrine or the principle, you will always find it where it is first mentioned in Scripture. Amen. This is what we have in Matthew 16. Jesus is in, in a very intimate moment, amen, with his closest disciples, and he chooses to mention the church for the very first time. Amen. If we want to understand the significance of the church, we must start there. Amen. It was at an almost casual moment when Jesus turned to his disciples and he asked a question. Amen. Who do men say that I am? Who do men say that I am? Amen. And you'll remember there was a myriad of answers that were given. John the Baptist, Elijah, Jeremiah. Amen. One of the prophets, Lord. But then Jesus, amen, asked a more personal and more significant question. He says, who do you say that I am? Amen. Who do you say that I am? Amen. I'm going to pause there for a moment. I'm going to ask this question. Who is he to you? As we go into 2023, who is Jesus to you? Is he your everything? Amen. Is he just somebody you call upon when you're sick? Amen. Is he just somebody that we depend on every now and then? Or is he everything to you? What has he become to you? in your relationship. Amen. Who is Jesus to you? That's the question we need to ask ourselves. What does my relationship mean? Amen. 
This time Peter speaks up loud when asked, who do you say that I am? Amen. And with the loud and bold, there's no doubt here Peter knows who Jesus is. Thou art Christ, the son of the living God. Amen. And it was that moment of revelatory understanding that Jesus turned to, to Simon Peter and declared, flesh and blood have not revealed this to you. But my Father, which is in heaven. This isn't a human understanding. Amen. This is a divine revelation. Amen. Then he said, upon this rock, the rock of revelation, the rock of divine understanding, upon this rock I will build my church. Amen. For the first time in Scripture, the principle of the church is introduced and we learn a very critical truth about the church. The church is founded upon the identity of Jesus Christ. Amen. It is founded upon that identity. This is the prerequisite. This was the question that gave rise to the introduction of the church. Who do you say that Jesus is? Who is he to you? Amen. We need to ask ourselves that question every day. Who is Jesus to me? Have I lost my first love? Amen. Have I become dulled and, and not sensitive to the things of God? Amen. I get tickled with studying the other day. I was reading Paul was going around and preaching and the lady was running around. These are the most of the most of these are the men of the most high God. And something quickened him. He gets upset and he rebukes her. Amen. There's a lot of people running around. She didn't say nothing wrong. She didn't say nothing wrong, but her spirit wasn't right. You can walk around and say all the right things, but if your spirit's not right, it means nothing. Amen. That's why Psalms 51 says, Creating me a clean heart, Lord, renew a right spirit within me. We need to be in the right spirit. That comes through our relationship with him. That's through reading. That's through prayer. That's through fasting. That's through coming together as a body of Christ and hearing that word and allowing ourselves, submitting ourselves to God, denying ourselves, picking up our cross and following him on a daily basis. Amen. Having that revelation of who he is, understanding you know, we didn't have testimonies last night. We probably should have. That was my fault. I apologize. Amen. But sometimes when we have testimonies, and I've heard it already throughout the year, well, last year, this year just started. Amen. But in 2022, I heard a lot of people talk about how hard this year was, and this just stinks, and, you know, I'm, I'm just getting so tired of this. Why do I have to go through this? Let me remind you of something that has helped me on my journey. Amen. When I question God on why, why do I have to go through this, Lord? Why did we have to suffer this loss? Why do we have to go through this? Why has things always seem to be raining down upon me? And God quickened me and said, go to Job. There was a conversation before anything ever happened to Job, and I gave permission. All right. Amen. Try my faithful servant. Amen. So when you're going through something and you're, you're facing something, understand God put his hand upon you and said, try my servant. Amen. God is allowing you to go through the process. Why? Because he wants to shape and mold you more into his image. Amen. If you read a little bit more in Job, when we talk about how faithful Job is, but there's, I can't remember, I think it's in chapter 13, there's about 20-some verses where Job's prayers changes and he starts confessing about I. Yeah. 
Amen. He was a faithful person. God seen him fit, but there was still something in God in, in Job that needed to come out. And he starts confessing all these eyes. Amen. Because God wants to shape and mold him more into his image. God wants to have more of him. Amen. That's what happens. We shouldn't fuss when we go through a trial. We just need to bear down, put it in low gear, and just let God take us through it. Amen. Because he's shaping and molding us more into his image. Why? Because we got heaven to gain. And we got hell to shun. Amen. Go through the trial. Go through it. Don't, don't fuss about it, Lord. Just ask, Lord, what, do it, what lesson are you teaching me through this? I'm tired of the pain. I'm tired of going through this. But, Lord, I understand i got to go through it because you got something for me better on the other side. Amen. Don't kick against it. Don't fight against it. Just go through the process. He's thumped you down on that clump of clay on that wheel, and he's just taking the mire out. It's that refiner's fire. Don't resist it. Submit to it. I understand that's hard. I don't understand why I lost my job. I don't understand this. You know what? God is trying to create in you to be more like him. Amen. He's building a testimony. We, we mentioned about these people that are sick. He wants to have a testimony of his goodness and his greatness. Does the world see Jesus in you? Amen. When we go through trials, do the world see us or do they see Jesus? Amen. Tell Lord, take away all my foolish pride. Put your love deep down inside. Let the world see Jesus in me. Let the world see Jesus in me. Amen. That's the only way we're going to get through it. See, the revelation of Jesus Christ is the cornerstone of the church. The identity of Jesus Christ is a rock upon which the church is founded. This church isn't founded on creed of men. This church isn't founded upon philosophy or human understanding. This church is founded upon the revelation of Jesus Christ and who he is and who he is to us. Amen. When Peter said, Thou art Christ, he was saying, You are the Messiah. You are the one that was prophesied from ancient times. You are the promised Savior. Let me tell you something this morning. Peter was a Hebrew, and the Hebrews had a very distinctive concept of who God was. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. He understood that there is only one God. When the Hebrews spoke of Christ, he wasn't speaking of a second person in the Godhead. He was speaking of God who is, according to Isaiah, the only Savior. Amen. When he called Jesus the Christ, the son of the living God, the idea of a second person in the Godhead was the furthest thing from his mind. He understood there's only one God. One God. It's one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Amen. There's only one in the Godhead. Amen. He is the Father. He is the Son. He is the Holy Ghost. But he is still Jesus. It's one. Amen. I can look back growing up in a Presbyterian church, and when they started talking about coexisting and co and all that, I'm like, you're out of your mind. You can't put three people in a room and think they're going to get along. Amen? Because what happens in the natural happens in the spirit. All right? You got to be out of your mind. And nowhere in this Bible does it tell me there's a trinity, but it tells me there's one God. Amen? You can't put three people in one place and think they're going to get along. Amen? Because God has touched us when he formed us in our mother's womb. He put something in there. God played tag. God's, the thing I love about God, he, 
he's smart, he's funny, and he can be a little bit of a smart aleck sometimes. Because when he formed us in, his, in, in our mother's wombs, amen, he placed something there. He put, we touched his presence already. And then when we come out of the womb, amen, there's something inside that says, you know what? There's something missing. There's something missing. And it's that relationship we need to have with him. He played tag with us. Tag, you're it. Duck, duck, goose, you know. We're running around trying to face him. We're, we're seeking, as Paul said, to apprehend that by which we're apprehended by. And I'm telling you, I love this journey. I love all I can find out about him. The more I study, the more I fall in love with him. Amen. The more I get in his presence, the more I love him. And the more that he reveals. I love it because he just keeps revealing more about me, what I need to get rid of. Amen. If I'm going to make it to heaven, it, it ain't going to be Rex that's going to make it to heaven. It's going to be the spirit. Amen. The spirit man, not the fleshly man. Amen. See, Peter had a revelation of the fullness of the God. You are the mighty God in Christ, the cornerstone of the church. The identity of Jesus Christ is the foundation of everything we are. Amen. It's everything we are. Amen. This is who Jesus is. He is the almighty God. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the all-sufficient one. He is the ancient of days. He is the anointed one. This is the foundation of the church. Amen. Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. He is the bright and morning star. He is our creator, our counselor, our kinsman, redeemer. Amen. He is the everlasting king, the eternal father. He is our rock, our shield, our strength in times of trouble. you got to understand this this morning because this is the foundation of the church. Jesus is God who hears our prayers, the one who heals our diseases, amen. He is the mighty God that does great and unsearchable things, amen, whose ways are above man's ways, amen, whose thoughts are above our thoughts, amen. He is the great shepherd, the guardian of the righteous, amen, the one who never sleeps nor slumbers. He is the one that causes us to triumph over all our enemies, amen. Jesus is a faithful God, amen. He is the creator of all that is and ever will be, Amen. He is the one who spoke the worlds into existence, the one who hung the stars in the sky, and in him we live and breathe and have our very being. Amen. He is the highest of the high, the mightiest of the mighty, and the champion of all champions. He's undefeated. He's never been defeated. He never will be defeated. Amen. There's no battle he will ever lose. Amen. He is the one that openeth, and the one that no man shutteth, and he, is the, and he shutteth, and no man openeth. Amen. He is the one that rides upon the wind and walks upon the floods. He makes the heavens his throne and earth his footstools. Amen. He is the one who struck down Egypt, divided the Red Sea, rained manna from heaven and brought water out from a rock. He is the one who has eyes like a flaming fire and a voice that like many waters with mighty sounds of thunder. He is the Holy One that works all things after the counsel of his own will. Amen. And the incredible truth about with this church is found upon Jesus Christ is the almighty God. Amen. He is the refuge for the oppressed, the shelter for every storm, our safe haven in the times of trouble. He is our sword, our shield, our strong tower. He is the strength to the needed, the refreshing to the thirsty, and satisfied to the hungry. He is the one that goes before us, the one that follows behind us. He is the one that commands his angels to encamp around about us. 
amen, for those who fear him. This is who Jesus is, amen. And what that revelation is, the foundation of the church. The church is founded upon the powerful identity of Jesus Christ. Amen. We find our identity in his identity. Amen. To be more like Jesus on earth I long to be more like him. We find our identity in him. This is the law of the first mention. The identity of the church springs from the identity of Jesus Christ. So Jesus said, upon this rock I will build my church. But guess what? He didn't stop there. Amen. He went on to say, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That's why when you go through a trial, you can have victory because you know that all the gates of hell, all that you're going through is not going to have victory over you. Amen. This is the fundamental understanding that stands beneath the doctrine of the church. It is founded upon the identity, and because he cannot be defeated, his church cannot be defeated. Amen. He is the Almighty One. He is the great and mighty warrior. He is the one whose victory is everlasting, whose train fills the temple. And in this church, amen, the church by virtue of her identity is undefeated. Undefeatable. This church is unconquerable. The church will not be stopped because it gets its identity from his identity. Amen. It is founded on the revelation that Jesus Christ is the mighty God. An eternal soul because he was made in God's image. Because we were formed in the likeness of God, there is a living soul within us that will exist for all of eternity. That's what we're headed towards. Amen. I was reading a little story from a, from a guy that's editor of a of leadership magazine. He was telling the story. They had a, a, a son that lived two minutes. Toby had a rare disease. Amen. And two minutes after his birth, he died. Then to top that, three months later, their two-year-old daughter died. And we can get caught up and we can ask the question, why? And there's an answer to that. Amen. Why, why, Lord, would you let somebody live for two minutes? Why would you let somebody live for two hours? Why, God, would you choose to let me live as long as I've lived? Or why would you let somebody live, you know, four score and ten years? There's an answer. Amen. There's an answer for that. Amen. The answer is simply this. You're not meant for this world. You're meant for eternity. Our time here is only temporary. Amen. Amen. So God knows no, no time. Amen. Our journey is for eternity. Amen. And it's what we do here on earth that shapes and molds. It's the choice. He played tag with us. Now it's up to us to seek him out. Amen. He says, blessed are they which hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Are, can I ask you this question? Are you filled to overflow? I don't think none of us are filled the way we need to be filled. We need to keep hungering. We need to keep thirsting. We need to keep pressing. We need to keep digging. Amen. We need to build altars at home. We need to build altars at work. We need to build altars in our car. Everything we do, we need to have an altar. We need to dig those wells. 
We need to dig deep. Sometimes, you know, we get so far and the water stops. You know what? You got to dig a little deeper. Dig that well a little deeper. Let it spring forth. Amen. Don't ever stop hungering and thirsting after Christ. Amen. Because this world is not our home. Amen. We got eternity. We was not made for this world. We were meant to be spiritual. We were meant for heaven. Amen. We were made in his image. We are the body on this earth. The church was born when he breathed in life into it with his spirit. Nothing in this world can stop the church. It has been endowed with eternal life. Amen. The church is unstoppable. Kingdoms will fall, but the church will always remain. Amen. Governments will collapse, but the church will remain. Economies will crumble. Societies will fall apart. Human institutions will fail, but the church will remain. I'm no prophet, but I can't look into 2023 and tell you what it all holds. But there are some things that I can tell you this morning with an assurance in my soul. In the coming year, the gates of hell will array themselves against the church, but they will not prevail. Amen. He will try to destroy the church, but it will not succeed. Amen. Powers and principalities will rise, but they will not overcome the church. Storm winds will blow. Trying times will come. Obstacles will crop up. But when the New Year's Eve arrives next year, the church will still be here standing. Amen. With a testimony on our lips of what, look what the Lord has done. Amen. We cannot be defeated. We are the church. Amen. Because this church is founded upon the rock of revelation. This church gets its identity from the identity of Jesus Christ. And he's never lost a battle. And he's never been vanquished by a foe. He's never known an enemy that he couldn't overcome. His kingdom is eternal. His reign is from everlasting to everlasting. And this is his church. Amen. Come what may in 2023, amen, I'm clinging to this church. No matter what life brings, I'm staying with the church. Amen. No matter what difficulties I might encounter or what you may encounter, I'm going to cast my lot upon the chosen few. Amen. I'm going to be a part of the church. Amen. Because this church is going to be victorious. This church is going to have revival. Amen. This church is going to prevail over every enemy because this is his church. Somebody needs to make up their mind this morning. We are the church. We are the church. Amen. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Amen. We are the church. Amen. I can't say that enough. I'm excited about 2023. I'm excited about God, what God wants to do. God's going to pour out his spirit like we've never seen it. Amen. But that don't mean we ain't going to face things. Amen. But we know we have the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen. Stand with me as I close. Amen. Somebody needs this morning to settle the issue in your life. Are you going to be a part of the church or you will remain part of the other church? Amen. I sat there and I 